And good afternoon, GRN listeners across the South and Central Texas listening area. This is your live and local program. This is In His Vineyard. I'm Sean, your host for the program every Monday at noon. I'm also your general manager for the Guadalupe Radio Network South and Central Texas listening area. Thank you to everyone tuning in from Marble Falls, from Fredericksburg and Kerrville, Uvalde, and right here in good old San Antonio. I am grateful that you've decided to spend this hour getting caught up on all things Catholic in South and Central Texas. Uh, on this program, uh, we do try to bring you a variety of informative discussions highlighting different people, ministries, and events going on in the Archdiocese of San Antonio and parts of the Diocese of Austin. And today I'm going to bring you an interview I did with Father Peter Persikowicz of the Congregation of St. Michael the Archangel. Uh, Father Peter was actually just recently here in the Archdiocese offering presentations on St. Michael um, and the Divine Mercy at various parishes uh, around San Antonio. Uh, and around the, the Archdiocese of uh, San Antonio. Uh, so uh, I think you're in for a treat, especially for those that maybe didn't get a chance to, you know, uh, participate or attend any one of these, um, you know, presentations that he did. Uh, but before we get to that interview that I did with Father Peter, let's go ahead and get today's program started uh, the way that we should do all things, and that is in prayer. Uh, and as we pray, uh, pray for that grace that the Lord would make his will known to you uh, and for the grace to accomplish his will in loving obedience. So please join me in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear God, may everything we do begin with your inspiration, continue with your help and reach perfection under your guidance. With your loving care, lead all of us in our daily actions. Help us to persevere in love and sincerity. Bless us with an abundance of courage in proclaiming your holy name and the teachings of your church. Grant us the grace to do your will in loving obedience. Heavenly Father, keep us under your constant protection and draw us, our families, and our loved ones ever closer to you. We ask all this through Christ our Lord. Amen. St. Joseph, head of the Holy Family, pray for us. Mary, Mother of our Savior, pray for us in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And before we get uh, going with the uh, interview that I did with Father Peter, uh, let me go ahead and remind everyone that the GRN car raffle is uh, starting to wind down. So again, if you have not uh, quite yet been able to purchase your raffle tickets. Time is running out actually uh, next Monday. So a week from today is going to be the very last day that you can purchase your uh, GRN car raffle tickets. Uh, we are raffling off a 2023 Mercedes-Benz CLA 250. Tickets are just $25 each or five tickets for $100. Uh, again, you're not going to want to miss this opportunity uh, for your chance to win this uh, beautiful vehicle. But more importantly, uh, as you've probably heard me say before, uh, this is a great way to also participate uh, in the GRN's mission of evangelization through uh, the power of radio. You may not need the car. You may not want the car. But again, every ticket purchase uh, you know, goes toward the GRN's mission of evangelization. And for that, I am extremely grateful. Also want to talk uh, just briefly about some of the events that we've got going on uh, here in the local area. Uh, this weekend, uh, we've got the Little Flower Basilica is hosting 
uh, that has said uh, music ministry, uh, their music uh, is actually um, a, you know, dedicated to, you know, St. Therese. Uh, the event in itself is is free. However, uh, there is a donation that will be accepted at the door. Uh, so you can go ahead uh, and your donation will get you in uh, to to, to wit or to attend, uh, that. We've also got, uh, for more information on, uh, you know, that event, go to littleflowerbasilica.org. Sanctus Ranch is hosting their first ever new wine women's retreat, uh, the 17th through the 19th. You can go to sanctusranch.com forward slash events for registration information there. Uh, and you've got the 11th annual Central Texas Fellowship of Catholic Men's Conference, uh, going on this weekend too. You can go to sentexcatholic.org. Or actually, sentexcatholic.com. Excuse me. Uh, Catholic Charities is also uh, doing uh, their annual Fandango Under the Stars. you can go to uh, their website, uh, actually, and I'm going to pull that up for you right now. Uh, You can go to ccaosa.org for all information regarding Fandango Under the Stars. Uh, And so we can... you know, so we can listen to this entire interview that I did with Father Peter. Uh, we're going to go ahead and break to that interview right now. I hope you enjoy it, especially those, uh, you know, uh, who have now found this new devotion to St. Michael and the Holy Angels. Um, and I'll catch y'all uh, just as soon as uh, we're done with this interview. Please enjoy. In just a couple of minutes, I'm going to have the opportunity to introduce you to Father Peter Prusikiewicz of the Congregation of St. Michael the Archangel. We're going to talk about the congregation, also known as the Michaelites. We'll also get to know more about St. Michael and his role in the army of holy angels. And we'll also talk about some ways that we can grow in our own devotion to the holy angels and St. Michael. So without further delay, let me go ahead and welcome to the program, Father Peter Persikiewicz of the Congregation of St. Michael the Archangel. How are you doing today, Father? Fine. Thank you very much for inviting me. Uh, Also, I would like to say in Polish, Dzień Dobry. Dobry wieczór, good night, anything what you wish, because I suppose some Polish people are listening to this program. Indeed, they are, Father. Uh, I want to, you know, I want to first introduce you to our listeners. Um, You know, we've got the five stations here in South and Central Texas. And uh, for those who aren't familiar with your work or who you are, can you tell us about yourself, um, you know, where you live, where you grew up? um, And let's maybe start there. Okay, so as you can guess from my accent, I am not an American guy. I have the Polish blood and the Polish heart. I was born in Poland, in Toruń. Nikolaus Kopernikus, a famous astronomer, he was from Toruń, so I am very proud of him. But also right now in Toruń we have a very good Catholic radio station. Maybe not as good as yours, but (laughs) we try to imitate good examples. But to be to be serious, uh, I belong to the religious order, the Congregation of Saint Michael the Archangel, and I've been a priest for thirty-two years. I am nearly sixty, and I was brought up in a very good Catholic family. I have one brother who is two years younger than me, but I was brought up in the parish, which was led or run by the priest from the congregation of St. Michael the Archangel. My parents and my grandparents, they were very devout, dedicated. So as a child, I had no choice. I had to go to mass, to pray, 
on my knees, yeah. sometimes for 10 minutes a day. But it was a good training, good discipline to, for, for my future. Because sometimes you just have to obey your parents until you understand what it is about. So they gave a great example for me, but also uh, I had very good neighbors. Some, so all of them were religious. I was living in a very poor area. It was uh, the, just a, a block of apartments, the building of very small apartments. So six people on a very, very small area, including my grandparents. But I, I, I can't complain we were very much family orientated so yeah. i was very proud of 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 that of my past because we you cannot choose your past it's not up to you it's given to you by god you are american i am polish that's not not now our choices the divine set up yeah you know um that is super interesting how you mentioned that you know your parish priest was actually of the uh, congregation of St. Michael and I'm going to dive into that a little a uh, little deeper uh, you know later on into into the conversation but when did you first feel called to serve God and, and his people through the ministerial priesthood it sounds like obviously you had a great um a great you know people around you that can help foster that um you know you know that that vocation, but when yeah. when was the earliest that you can uh, share with us that you really felt called to serve God and His people, Father? I would say that uh, my colleague uh, who was living next to me, he invited me to become the altar boy. But even at that time, the priests were uh, visiting the the families, and one priest was very much interested in uh, making the, the altar service as big as possible. So he was inviting the boys to come to serve the Lord, to minister to him. So I became one of the altar boys. And because of that, I like serving by the altar. And then I was, when I was a child, I was pretending to be a priest. Ah. So I was saying the Mass in Polish, and I was using some stuff from the kitchen to make the noise <laughs> during the consecration <laughs> or whatever you call it. So my parents told me about it. I like it. And sometimes it is just the sign from the Lord uh -huh. that you are called to do something serious in, in the future. Sure. And then I had a chance to, to be somehow surrounded by the Michaelites, the priest from my present, my current congregation. Mm -hmm. And I was very impressed with their work and also the very good charism because they were working with the youth, with the children. In addition, they didn't drink. So the, the motto of our congregation is temperance and work. So we were... We, we had very strict rules, mm -hmm. no drinking, no smoking, praying, being with the people all the time yeah. to be concentrated on the people and not on ourselves. That's why it was very impressive for me and maybe got used such a way to attract me to the priesthood. So when I was 19, I wanted to become a priest and I was thinking 
to be a diocesan priest mm-hmm. or to be a Michaelite. Mm-hmm. So I was praying and I was asking the Holy Spirit to, to guide me properly. And I don't know why, but I I decided to become the Michaelite, to yeah. be a member of the Michaelite fathers, to, to imitate them in the future, to do what they were doing at that time. Yeah, you know, it's very interesting. You you picked up on your your own charism. You picked up on your own um, love of the example that these priests around you growing up, uh, you know, that they displayed. I mean, how important is that, that, you know, uh, just by the example of our own priests, you know, can they, you know, maybe plant that seed, uh, you know, for, for vocations and such. But, you know, it's, you know, I'm so glad that you touched on, you know, your introduction to the Michaelites, because I was going to ask you that a little bit later. But now that we're speaking about it, um, you know, can you tell us more about, you know, the, the order of, of the, uh, or the history of your, your order, uh, a little bit about, you know, the founder, you know, Blessed Father Branschlau. Um, you know, I, I believe he was actually beatified too, uh, you know, back in 2005. And I understand he was actually inspired by the work of St. John Bosco. Can you talk to us more about the history of the order and uh, the order's founder? Yeah, exactly. He was very much inspired by St. John Bosco. But when I entered the congregation of St. Michael, I didn't think too much about the history. I just wanted to be one of the Michaelites. Yeah to just to continue their apostolic work. And then I had to get to know more about our founder. And I was very impressed by his holy life. He lived only 70 years, but he was a very diligent priest. First of all, he was the diocesan priest. Then he wanted to become a religious one. So he was asking the Holy Spirit to guide him. Mm-hmm. He went to Italy And finally, he became the Salesian. He had a chance to take his vows in front of St. John Bosco. Oh, wow. Yeah, and he was very impressed by his charism. Then he came to Poland as the first Salesian. He was running the parish in Mieste Piastowe. But in the future, again, he became the diocesan priest. And finally, he founded the congregation of St. Michael the Archangel, and we are the part of the Salesians family, spiritual family, but what's more, we try to spread the devotion to St. Michael, so this is something extra, it's Mm -hmm. like the bonus. Yeah. Yeah, The most famous place where we are, where you can find our priest, is the shrine of St. Michael the Archangel in Italy, in Monte Sant. Angelo, where St. Michael appeared for time. So our founder, when he was establishing the new congregation, he, he was looking for the good patron to protect uh, the children, the youth, mm-hmm. from all kind of evil, all kind of secularism. And he decided to choose St. Michael. At that time, there was no congregation of St. Michael in the church. So after consideration, uh, after getting some pieces of advice from other uh, priests and the bishops, he decided to choose St. Michael as our patron. That's why we received the ecclesiastic approval. Mm -hmm. And first of all, we were in the diocese of Przemysl and finally in the whole church. And as you said... 
our founder died in 2005. So, uh, sorry, he, he was beatified in 2005, but he died in 1912. Uh-huh. And also, apart from him, we have two other priests who are beatified. They were martyrs during the Second World War. They died in the concentration camp, camps, but they were arrested because they defended children and also they 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 were very strongly against Germany and they were defending their faith. Mm-hmm. So it was the main reason for their beatification. You know, um, regarding your own your own history, uh, you know, being surrounded by the, the Michaelite fathers uh, and such. But when did you yourself kind of recognize or discover your own attraction to the holy angels or to Saint Michael? Because it's one thing to be surrounded by others, but you know, we may not our own, you know, on our own have that same devotion as others do. But when did you start discovering your own love uh, for the holy angels and for Saint Michael, Father? I would say that God is leading us in his own way. Yeah, it was his his plan, his setup. Because when I became the Michaelite, we we were supposed to say a lot of prayers to Saint Michael. Mm-hmm. I was from the parish of Saint Michael, but at that time the devotion to him was not as widely spread as yeah. it is now. But in our congregation, we had very good formation, so I learned about the angels in my novitiate, and then I had to do some study. I have to do some uh, angelology in the seminary, but later on, I got interested into it, so St. Michael was guiding me, Yeah, and uh, it happened to me that I went to the shrine of St. Michael, I was there in Gargano. Yes, I was studying some Italian. I came, I went there to pick up some Italian, but at the same time, I was with our community, so I was praying with them. Later on, I was able to hear confession and also to do some talks. And being in that holy presence made me very different. I could say that. I fall in love with St. Michael because he fought in love with me beforehand. I would say, uh, I like him, I want to get to know more about him. And then my superior appointed me to be the chief chief editor of the Angels magazine. That's why I I have to do my research all the time. And mm-hmm. very often I ask St. Michael, tell me more about yourself. Yeah. I need to talk about you to the people. Tell me more. Reveal more mysteries to me. Yes. And it's not very easy because we, we don't know too much about the angels. We know only a little, right. a little, but it's enough for our happiness. Uh, you know, we don't I, have to find the answers to all the questions. No, that's a very good point uh, you make that we don't have to have all the answers to all the questions because, um, you know, when, and I, I'm going to talk more about, you know, St. Michael here in just a little bit. Uh, but yes, when you even go into the scriptures, I mean, there's only four or three named archangels, um, you know, in, in the scriptures, uh, Michael being one of them, um, one who is like to God. Uh, you've got Gabriel, um, you know, God, uh, not heals, but God. The strength of God. Strength of God, yes. And then Raphael, who God heals. Uh, but, you know, so in 
in the book of Daniel, you know, where I think we're first introduced to, to, to Michael uh, as the angel who does battle uh, and, and is the protector of God's people. Um, what it, but I, one thing that I really kind of think about and am impressed by is how God uses Michael the archangel to cast out Satan right, of the highest ranks in the angelic choirs. So what does that tell us about, you know, God and his plan for even the, the? I don't want to use lowest like in a derogatory way. To, I mean, we're talking about St. Michael. He's There's nothing low about him. But in the rank of angels, he is a lower ranking angel uh, compared to, I believe, the seraphims, uh, which I believe, uh, you know, the, you know, Satan was. What does that tell us about God? Oh, first of all, we have to remember that Saint Michael, as you said, belongs to the choir of archangels, but he was lifted up by God because lifted up by God because of his humility, and the angels were put into the test, and Saint Michael was the first one who said yes to the will of God, and thanks to it, he exalted by grace, excelled yeah. is a better word excelled by grace, through grace, all the angels that belong to the higher choirs. Mm -hmm. So his humility was rewarded. And because of that, he received more power than any other angels. He's equipped with such extraordinary power. And we know about it, as you said, from the Bible. But, but even... Uh, when we say St. Michael's Prayer and when we read the book of the Apocalypse, we read St. Michael and his angels. Mm -hmm. So that's why the other angels are at his disposal. Mm -hmm. He became the chief commander of all the angels. And in St. Michael's Prayer, we say, and you, St. Michael the Archangel, the Prince of the Heavenly Host by the power of God, cast into hell Satan yeah. and all the evil spirits. So we can think about it. One, only you against many, mm -hmm. Satan and all the evil spirits, mm -hmm. by the power of God. So we need to be humble, like St. Michael, because we'll be rewarded and we'll receive more graces, like St. Michael. And also when we are humble, we'll be forced, uh, we will receive more, more strength from God. So the humility is always rewarded. And St. Michael, by his name, is guiding us to God. He's not saying, who is unto me? Right. Who is like me? Nobody is like me. Take my selfie. No, he's saying, who is like God? God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. So he's always in the shadow, in the shade, I would say. Yeah. He draws our attention to God. I call him the moon because the moon doesn't shine its own light. Right, it reflects. It, yes, it, it reflects light which comes from the sun. Very much like our Blessed Mother. Right. Exactly. And That's why they are together in heaven. Yes. They cooperate. You know, I, I love how uh, you know we we can draw those parallels because you know when we talk about 
sin and the capital of sins is pride, which uh, Satan himself is the father of, you know, I mean, he just encompasses all that pride. Uh, but then you look at, you know, the Blessed Virgin Mary uh, in her humility. Uh, you look at St. Michael and his, like you're saying, his humility. It's by God's power, right, that he has this ability to to cast out cast out, you know, Satan and the, and the demons, you know, through, you know, through Mary's humility, she becomes, you know, the mother of God herself and carries God uh, within her own womb, but it's only through their humility, right? And I think uh, what a beautiful lesson that is, you know, for, for us uh, when, and I think in, when I'm thinking of humility, it really is because with an attitude of humility, you are taking away your own strengths. You're not counting upon yourself or any, uh, any means. You are completely reliant on Amen. God. Amen. I, I couldn't agree more with that. Wow. Yeah, that, that's, that's amazing. Again, folks, if you're just tuning in, uh, you know, right now, having this wonderful conversation with Father Peter Persikowicz of the uh, Congregation of St. Michael, the, the Archangel. Uh, and now I, I want to talk a little bit more, uh, you know, about, you know, St. Michael. Um, can you tell us, uh, again, you know, more about that, the shrine? You know, you were talking about the shrine, uh, there in Gargano, uh, Italy. Can you tell us, uh, I always think it's kind of a fun fact. Because, you know, here, this is probably one of the earliest, you know, you know, earliest recorded instance, incidents of St. Michael appearing. Uh, I think this is like in 490 AD. Can you tell us more about that? The angels are invisible. They are invisible by nature. And St. Michael is invisible and he will be invisible till the end of times. But sometimes he could become visible. We know about the apparition of the angels in the Bible. But also he became visible in this holy cave, the shrine in Monte Sant'Angelo. And it is interesting story because it was Michael who was sent by God to make this place very special. So if you enter there... It's called Heavenly Basilica because you can experience, sense a piece of heaven, his extraordinary angelic presence. So he is there. He is there. We don't have to see him. We know that he is there. The angels are everywhere. They are here in this studio. But they can choose special places to be present in a very unique way. That's why we go to pray to the shrines, the shrines of the Blessed Mother, but also, also to the shrines of St. Michael. And in some places, St. Michael appeared and that's it. It's over. Mm-hmm. But not in Gargano. He said... When the rock opens, the sins will be forgiven. I will be present in this place. All the prayers which will be said here, they would be answered by God. Mm. That's why when people go there, it's not just memory from the past. It's just his presence. And there are four apparitions, but... 
the most interesting is maybe the last one because it is connected with pandemic, not coronavirus, but the, it was the plague which was completely decimating the population of Italy and the people were worried, they were sick, they were dying and uh, the bishop went to the cave and he was praying in front of the beautiful statue of St. Michael. Even he placed the written supplication under the left hand of St. Michael and he asked the people to pray and to fast. And suddenly on the third day, St. Michael appeared, but he appeared only to the bishop, to the bishop. It was a reason for it. And St. Michael asked the bishop to bless the stones from the cave uh-huh. on which he was to inscribe the sign of the cross and the letters M.A., Michael the Archangel, and he assured that the people who would be using these stones with prayer, uh-huh. they would receive healing and protection. And it happened. So nowadays, uh, the pilgrims take the stones from the cave, uh-huh. like they take water from from uh, Lourdes. Lourdes, where the Blessed Mother appeared. Uh-huh. And... Uh, because these stones, I would say, are very special. They are not magic. It has nothing in common with, ma- in common with magic. Right. But when you pray to St. Michael and you use the stone, actually he protects you. Also, when you wear his scapular, which is the very, a very popular scapular nowadays and is connected with St. Michael's yeah. prayer. You know, I, I have both of those. And again, those are provided... Uh, um, presented to me by uh, you know one of our uh, locals, uh, Mr. Bobby Contreras, uh, who we're, we're going to bring on in, in just a little bit. But I wanted to to ask you also, Father, uh, you know, according to to, to Christian tradition, uh, you know, Saint Michael performs uh, you know really four offices. Okay, so he fights against Satan. Uh, he rescues the souls of the faithful, uh, you know, from the from the enemy, especially at the hour of death, just like in the Saint Michael prayer. Uh, you know, we, we hear uh, he's the champion of God's people and the patron of the church, but he also attends uh, the dying and brings their souls to the judgment. Uh, can you tell us more about, but you know, about that that tradition of the church where uh, it's Saint Michael who actually escorts the souls, you know, to the gates of heaven? I would say that God created angels as our guardians, and they are next to us to minister to us and to help us to become holy, Uh to find our place in heaven, which has been prepared by our Lord Jesus. But because we are tempted, and apart from St. Michael, we have fallen angels, that's why we need special soul guard and bodyguard. Yeah. And I, I call St. Michael the best yeah. soul guard and bodyguard because we are VIPs. We are <laughs> like very that. important people, the children of God, the brothers of Jesus, the yeah. temples of the Holy Spirit. So we are VIPs. Mm-hmm. And we have St. Michael as our soul guard. And, you know, his help... It's, it could be compared to, to being a bodyguard uh-huh. because 
every bodyguard has a, the head, headphone in his ear. Mm-hmm. So Saint Michael is close to God, so he's in touch with God. He's close to God, but at the same time, he's so close to us. Mm-hmm. From the highest place in heaven, he's still humble, serving the people. And he works in anticipation of what is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Behind the scenes. So maybe thanks to him, we have less temptations. We are protected. We are stronger. So St. Michael is by us. And they say that if you are, or I am in the purgatory after my death, St. Michael will be inspiring the people who would be alive to pray for me, to offer the plenary indulgences. Mm-hmm. That's why he was the protector of God's chosen people. I can talk about it, but if we look into the lives of the saints, yeah. we do discover his importance and his help. Padre Pio, Saint Faustiana, Leo the Thirteenth. Yeah. Imagine that that prayer was not written after having another American cup of coffee. No, <laughs> right. he wrote this prayer after something which we which he received from heaven. Right. It was a vision. Mm-hmm. That's why it it forced him to do this prayer. Yeah. So it has the divine roots. We can make up very nice prayer. But it's nothing to compare with that prayer. Right. We don't have to like it, but it works. Right. Right. If you you don't have to like taking, you know, tablets which are not tasty, but they work. Yeah. That's why we we are supposed to pray to Saint Michael. It is his desire to be busy, active. Yeah. He's not sleeping. He wants to come to help us. You know, uh, I'm glad you you had mentioned that the prayer of Saint, uh, you know, Leo the Thirteenth, or excuse me, Pope Leo the Thirteenth, um, because I was gonna, you know, actually ask about that. Because from what I understand, you had the 1888 prayer, and then you have the 1890 prayer of of Saint Michael. Can you tell us what the differences between the two are, and which of the prayers um, do we actually memorize and recite now? Uh, actually, we say the prayer, which is accepted by the Holy Church. And usually, I don't know about America, but in Poland, we do it after the Mass. Mm-hmm. And we have to remember that originally, this prayer was written in Latin. Mm-hmm. So some translations are very different. Sure. In English, you say, defend us in battle. Right. But actually, in Latin, it is in proelio. So it's the war. It's not one battle, not single it's battle. War. It's the war, the constant war. Yeah. yeah, so even in Polish language, there are different translations. But the point is just to pray to St. Michael. And when we say this prayer, we have to remember, remember that it works. Yeah. That it does work, not because of us, because it has the ecclesiastic approval and for me, what is important is the end of this prayer. Because sometimes there is a great misunderstanding what we mean. Be- because we say, and you, Saint Michael, the Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits. We have to remember that hell is open. 
So even we, if we cast out the fallen spirits, they will come again. Mm-hmm. Till the end of times, people will be tempted. So what do we mean, cast into hell? We mean that Satan will go to hell alone without taking any human beings, any souls. So maybe thanks to this prayer, at the last moment, a certain single soul will be saved, like when we say the Divine Mercy Chaplet. So it brings a lot of help for also for the dying people, mm-hmm. for the hardened sinners. So the meaning of this prayer is very deep. Yeah. It's not only making exorcism, etc. Yeah. It's just sending Satan to hell alone, yeah. you know, with empty hands, I would say. Yeah. Thanks to this prayer. That's why we should do it often. And we say this prayer in the plural number. I remember when our community visited John Paul II. So he said, oh, you are from the order of St. Michael. Pray to him. Say St. Michael's prayer. It is very strong prayer. It used to be said after every Holy Mass. And he said, let's pray together. And we we were praying, St. Michael the Archangel defend us in the battle with the Holy Father. So it wow. was his last will for for our congregation, but not only for us, for the whole church. Right, it's a call for, for everyone, right? And of course, uh, depending on what parish one attends, you know, is going to depend whether or not you hear that prayer recited at the end of every Mass. But like you're saying, uh, how, how powerful that, that prayer really is. And uh, we were just talking, uh, you were saying how uh, St. Michael is that bodyguard, right? And I can't think of even an even more special way uh, how he accompanies exorcists, um, you know, when they're performing exorcists. Uh, and uh, again, the prayer in itself is is a short exorcism too, right? And and why is that? Uh, because we say, "May God rebuke him, etc." And you, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan. You know, we have to remember that it was a vision given to Leo the Thirteenth. Actually, we don't know what he saw. There mm-hmm. are some books about it. But probably he saw the power of evil, but also he must have seen St. Michael because he directed this prayer to St. Michael. This is very meaningful for me. Mm -hmm. So why he admitted that St. Michael was so powerful? Probably because of this vision. That's why it provoked him, inspired him, to direct this prayer to St. Michael. So I would say that St. Michael is a kind of an exorcist because he does everything by the power of God, but also as an angel, he's the special one, special one in the spiritual wherefore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we have to remember the that the angels are, di- are different species. They differ from one another. Mm-hmm. So St. Michael is very unique. There is nobody like St. Michael. You cannot copy him. Right. So that's why he's so special. Nobody can replace him. You know, Father, if, if I can ask you, um, the importance of you know the laity learning more about 
the holy angels, the laity learning more about, uh, you know, St. Michael? Why is it so important for us to really develop that, that devotion, develop that relationship, even with our own guardian angels? I mean, what, how, how efficacious is that? I would say that nowadays there is a great interest in the angels in general. If you Google, you can find hundreds of pages related to the angels. That's why as the Catholics, we need very good teaching because otherwise we can get to to very absurd, difficult situations, especially when we are more interested in New Age stuff. Yeah. And that's why we need good literature about the angels and also good teaching when we come for the retreat, for the talks, for the missions. Uh Uh, That's why we decided also to publish the Angels magazine. Uh We've done it in Polish for 30 years, but in English for 12 years. It's... uh, published by our congregation. It has the titles, The Angels Messengers from a Loving God. So we try to to present good teaching. And also we have to remember that faith comes from hearing, from mm-hmm. listening to. That's why we are supposed to listen, to listen. And also we we should allow God to correct us when we are going the right way, we are not going the right way. And uh, also I would suggest that uh, we should be aware that the angels are important. Sometimes I can ask, I do I need the angels? I have Jesus, my Lord, I have the Blessed Mother. Mm-hmm. But if we follow the saints... If we follow, for example, even the Blessed Mother, she needed the angel. Uh Gabriel was sent to her, the same with Joseph. Even the angels were serving Jesus on the desert because he was similar to us in everything apart from sins. So one day when you follow the Lord, he will introduce to you your guardian angel. Oh, this is your guardian angel. Oh, hello. I haven't thought about it for a long time. And this is St. Michael. You need him. Get in touch with him. Wear the scapular. Say St. Michael's prayer. And then you can say, oh, thank you, Lord, for introducing me to St. Michael. It's like having your smartphone with many apps, but you are not using half of them. Right. This is the same with our faith. So the angels are like the app in our cell phone. You know, uh, Father, you just, um, you had recently completed and are completing, um, you know, uh, some presentations and and mission, um, you know, mission work uh, here in in the Archdiocese of San Antonio, have gone to several different parishes uh, and such. Uh, For those that, you know, didn't get a chance to uh, to to listen in or or to 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 meet you or to hear one of your presentations, you had you talk about Saint Michael the Archangel being the angel of the divine mercy. You know, I've never thought about that, and uh, in, in that I've never thought of Saint Michael in that manner before. Uh, can you explain to our listeners exactly how is Saint Michael the Archangel the angel of divine mercy? Oh, it's easy to understand that if you read the diary of Sister Faustina. First of all, the angels are created because 
of God's love. So they know that they are loved by God. They are loved by God and they want you to experience God's love and experience his mercy. So Saint Michael is leading us to the state of grace. Mm-hmm. So he's helping us to to receive absolution from confession. And he's such a loving angel. We also think about him uh, about like about uh, about the soldier, the knight, yeah, the strong man, yeah, holding But, a sword. No, he's very approachable. When you look yeah. at the statues, it is very attractive for the people. Sure. So the people find him as a good friend, as a good friend, and he doesn't want us to be only afraid of you know, the devil, etc., to be secured. No, he's saying, who is like God? I'm directing you to God. I adore God. This is the real source of your happiness. Go to God, who is loving and merciful. Uh So in that way, I call St. Michael the angel of the divine mercy. Because he comes from the loving God and he wants us to experience it. And we are close to God. We know that the the devil is far away from us because he has no power. Uh To be close to God, it means to be safe. To be safe. So St. Michael is saying, go to God. Who is like God? Do not fear. Have God in your heart. Receive the sacraments. Yeah. Et cetera, et cetera. You know, uh, you know, as you were making your 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 trip through through San Antonio, I know Bobby Contreras, uh, one of our the, the locals uh, here, and uh, he's actually you know the one who's who really introduced me, uh, you know, uh, to a deeper devotion to to Saint Michael and uh, to the Holy Angels, uh, you know. And he's we're going to bring him on uh, in, in just a second. But the work that he does to promote also, um, you know, the the Michaelites to promote, you know, um, you know, awareness of Saint Michael, you know, it, it really is awesome. So I want to introduce now Mr. Bobby Contreras uh, to the program. How are you doing today, Bobby? Hey, how you doing? Thanks for bringing me on. I'm great. Thanks be to God. Amen. You know. Uh, in the many times that we've talked, I can always see in your own eyes, in the expression on your face, how excited you are to talk about the holy angels and to talk about, you know, Saint Michael the Archangel. Uh, what's it been like uh, helping Father Peter, uh, you know, make his way through San Antonio and to be part of these speaking engagements? Um, you know, how is that like for you? Well, it's um, it's you know, prayers answered really. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you remember, but. Um, couple of years ago, um, we just asked, I asked, you know, the devotees, the people that uh, listen to the radio station to pray, pray, mm-hmm. pray, pray for Father Peter to come. And and lo and behold, we finally got him here, uh, praying for many years for him to be here. He's here. And, yeah. you know, I, somebody asked me, well, how does it feel? Somebody else asked me the same question. I said, well, it's like, um, it's like having Michael Jordan here. Yeah. Because <laughs> he is an, an awesome holy priest and has taught me a lot. And I've listened to, um, you know, most or maybe all of his uh, of his videos. And um, so um, his community keeps uh, teaching me. And even St. Michael keeps teaching me, of course, uh, 
that um, how to surrender, you know, how to uh, be who I need to be for my journey. Exercising that humility, right? Yes. Yeah. And um, so um, I'm grateful. The fruits of it is he's here. And uh, that St. Michael uh, wants to expand into San Antonio and that we should all, you know, keep in touch and and uh, consider uh, what our guardian angel, um, you know, um, uh, lays out for us so that we can walk to that door when the Holy Spirit calls us, because it's a, you know, we're living a vocation. And what is that vocation? Well, it's to love God, to serve God, and, mm-hmm. and first and foremost, and then everything comes behind that. So, uh, no, Father Peter and his whole congregation, I'm thankful for them. And, um, uh, it's, 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 uh, it's beautiful. You know, it would probably take another hour talk just to discuss the impact that the Michaelites have had on you. Uh, but, you know, I've, I've been with the GRN now almost two years, uh, and you were the one who introduced me to the St. Michael Cave Rock, in, mm-hmm. in fact. And, uh, it's, it's very, you know, to, to hear the, you know, to hear the history of it, to hear Father Peter talk about the history of the shrine itself. Uh, but, you know, for, for you, uh, to be able to kind of, you know, seize these prayers, you know, come to, uh, you know, come to fulfillment, uh, being able to, to meet and speak and discuss, I'm sure in depth, you know, really, uh, how do you continue to feed your own, um, you know, devotion to the angels and St. Michael? Wow. Well, um, I would say uh, start with the litany of the angels. Yeah. You know, that's always a, a start, really imp- simple and, and, and cool. Uh, praying the uh, chapter to St. Michael. Um, that is, wow. I mean, if you break it down and if you really study it and really understand what it is what it is and, 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 and the meaning behind it, mm-hmm. you really get to understand you and how deeper you can get with God. And... Um, so, you know, the angels are just, um, I guess I, I would like to say the supplements, right? They're there. You got to use them. You got to, you know, you got to uh, 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 put them into action. Yeah. I like how Father mentioned, it's like having a phone with all these apps, but you're only using like a handful of them. You <laughs> yes. know, here we have this entire, you know, that we have the, the, the church uh, militant, we have the church triumphant in the church suffering, of course, but it's that church triumphant, which encompasses not just the angels, but the saints themselves. And we have access to all of them. Right. We have access to all of them. So, uh, again, I'm really uh, excited that you were part of this, uh, you know, uh, you know, journey with Father Peter coming here. Uh, Bobby, uh, I'm going to turn things over to Father Peter just uh, real quick. We've got a little bit time left. Um, You know, I want you to talk more, Father, about, um, again, um, your own, you know, the, the magazine that you're, you know, your editor for, uh, talk about, you know, the other work, um, that the Michaelites are involved in and how can more people, you know, maybe, you know, get to know more about that important work that y'all are doing. Are there videos? Are there, you, you know, YouTube, uh, you know, stations or anything that people can kind of subscribe to, uh, to get more involved, uh, with the work y'all are doing? We try to do our best to promote the devotion to St. Michael because even St. Michael asked one of the saints, try to do your best to let people know about me and to turn to me to receive more graces and more the power from God. So it is a special charism. What we do, what, what we do, I can tell you in Italy, we take care of the shrine. So we encourage the people from the whole world to come to the shrine. We try to organize pilgrimages 
So if you go to Italy, don't forget about the shrine of St. Michael. Go to Padre Pio, but remember what Padre Pio said. He said, before you come to me, go to visit St. Michael. Mm. And it was his favorite penance. Say the prayer to St. Michael or even make the pilgrimage. And it's fascinating that when he was dying, because of the gift of bilocation, they saw him also in the cave of St. Michael, not only in his room when he was finishing his life. Mm. So first of all, promote the divine, uh, the shrine of St. Michael. Secondly, we, we want to publish as much literature as we can about St. Michael the Archangel. We have done a lot of books in Polish and we are translating them into English. So even during this mission, I have brought three books, Consecration to St. Michael, The Majestic Splendor of St. Michael the Archangel, and Under the Protection of St. Michael. In America, you have very good books written by the American authors. But what what we bring to the American market, I would say Catholic market, it's something from the Polish perspective. This is very different and it's very enriching, the whole church. We learn from you, you learn from from us. So literature. Then we have the Angels magazine, which on, on the website and on YouTube channel and Facebook, the Angels magazine, the title is Messengers from the Loving God, you, you can very easily Google it and you can find a lot of information, also talks, videos, some hymns, some prayers, and all the old issues of the Angels magazine. And also there is my agenda where I go, where, where, where I preach, what about, etc., etc. Mm-hmm. It's very important to, to encounter the people because they have many questions but also I can promote the scapular of St. Michael. Mm-hmm. As I said, this is the second the most scapular after the scapular of the Blessed Virgin Mary. And it was invented at the same time as St. Michael's prayer. So, for example, when I came here, many people wanted to be invested with the scapular. And I remember what happened to me a few years ago in Colorado. Uh, an American soldier came to me and he showed me the scapular of St. Michael. It was worn out. And he said, Father, he is with me all the time. I've been to Iraq, Afghanistan, but St. Michael protected me. So we promote the scapular and it's a big interest in wearing it. Of course, it is not magic, not superstitious. That's why we are supposed to pray. And also in Poland, we have the visitation of the big statue of St. Michael, the replica of the statue, and also for in some European countries. So the statue goes from one parish to another, and we have three days mission with the statue of St. Michael. So St. Michael somehow is closer to the people because of this statue. It's a visible sign of his invisible presence. 
And also we have the American and Canadian province. It's located in Michigan, Detroit, Gross Point Park. So we have the priests who work in the United States and in Canada, in Polish and in American parishes. Even we have a few vocations from your area. So if you want to join the Michaelite Fathers, provided you are not married, you can join us. Why not? St. Michael needs the people. He doesn't speak. He fights. But he needs the priest to talk about him. Amen. And uh, Father, uh, before we close out, would you lead us in the prayer uh, of St. Michael the Archangel? And after that, leave us with your blessing. So let's say together. Saint Michael, Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And you, thou, the Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl throughout the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Father, thank you for your time today, and may God continue to abundantly bless you and the work of your hands. Thank you very much. God bless all of you. All right, folks. Uh, again, thank you so very much for, for tuning in today. Uh, be sure to tune in next week. Again, uh, this is your live and local program in his vineyard that you can tune into every Monday at noon. And for more information on uh, Father uh, Persakiewicz and for the information on St. Michael and the Mi- Michaelite Fathers, go to stmichaelthearchangel.info. Uh, thanks again for tuning in. And don't forget to purchase your GRN car raffle tickets and go to GRN online com forward slash raffle. God bless all of you. Hi, it's your conscience here again. You know you want it. I'm talking, of course, about the 2023 Mercedes-Benz CLA 250C. And on Friday, February 24th, it could be all yours if your name is drawn. Just go to grnonline.com or call 888-784-3476. Tickets are $25 each or 5 for 100 So what are you waiting for? The Guadalupe Radio Network would like to thank Dr. Christopher York, an ENT doctor practicing in medical and surgical treatments of disorders of the ears, nose, and throat with an emphasis on thyroid and parathyroid surgery. Dr. York is also past president of the Catholic Physicians Guild of San Antonio and can be reached locally at 210-499-4589. Thank you, Dr. York, for your support of the Guadalupe Radio Network. Well, hello, everybody. This is John Michael Talbot. I'm excited to come into the Archdiocese of San Antonio, Texas, for a Eucharistic revival March 5th through the 9th in four special evenings. Now, I won't be the focus of this. Jesus will be the focus in the Eucharist. Every evening, we'll start with a little music and then a teaching on the Eucharist so that we fully understand how in every Eucharist, Jesus comes to us in his life, his death, his resurrection, his ascension, and his gift of the Holy Spirit, which is now in every Eucharist. 
Then I'll move off to the side and we'll experience the exposition of the Eucharist where the miracles begin to flow. And that's the high point of every evening. So come and join us. If you want to find out more, go to www.johnmichaeltalbot.com for this Eucharistic revival. Celebrating the culture of life. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. Thanks for listening to KJMA 89.7 Floorsville, San Antonio. On the Guadalupe Radio Network in South Texas. Catholic Radio for your soul. Catholic Radio for your soul. Heard also streaming on grnonline.com and on your smartphone.